Good morning and welcome to Inside Redeemer with Jerry Wilbanks. Today is Sunday, June 8th, 2014. Our Sunday worship service is being broadcast from inside the Redeemer Lutheran Church located at 5700 Lawndale Street in Houston, Texas. The Reverend Grant Housewright will deliver the Holy Gospel for today and Lector Robin Work will read today's scripture readings. The music is provided by Lutheran Choir Director Nancy Housewright and Episcopal Choir Director Pat Farrell. Our Sunday worship services begin at 10.30 a.m. On our Sunday morning broadcast, we always like to acknowledge our Redeemer family shut-ins and give a big old shout-out to let you know that we're thinking about you and we have you in our hearts and in our minds. Our love goes out to each and every one of you. Our hellos go out to Mary Margaret Reary, Ruvella Eckelman, Edith Owens, Laura Thack, Marie Piercy, Charles Vogt, Phyllis Edelman, Marion Cook, and the Reverend William Putman. We love you all and God bless you all. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I made Ralph jump. Hey, how you doing? I'm glad you're here, man. It's good to see everybody today as we celebrate together, uh, as we're so wont to do. It's beautiful. Celebrating together the uh, Pentecost, the birthday of the church. So all I have to say about that is, happy birthday, church. I'd like to make a couple extra announcements before we get going and um, remember that it's a potluck today. And if some of you forgot to bring food, you can stay anyway because there'll be plenty of food for you. But um, if you want a deviled egg, you'll have to get special permission for that one. I want to remind everyone that... Uh, the Lutheran Church Council meets this coming Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock, preceded by the... Um, why does that slip me? I don't want to have words slip me now. What's the word? Oh, Executive Committee. Oh, boy, that's a way to start the day. The Executive Committee. Bonnie Walker had her wrist surgery Thursday, and the surgeon said it was the worst case that he had ever seen. And the possibility of her recuperating sometime between six months and a year is very great. So that's a lot. That's a lot. So we sure keep Bonnie in our prayers. As you know, there is a barbecue on July the 5th. And there are two hot dog uh, dinners coming up also. And these, this information is in your bulletin. Now, regarding the barbecue on July the 5th, there's a sign-up sheet right where Mr. Work is standing, and we'd like to have more people sign up, please. Also, following worship today and during the potluck, if it's possible, and I think it will be, those who are involved with the barbecue are please asked to find, we'll find a place to meet, and uh, we'll talk about the logistics of it, uh, some serving and some um, other uh, PR regarding it and advertising and other things that Helen and I and Al and the Tumans have in mind. So uh, 
get your food, grab your food, have a little bit of time together, and we will talk about the barbecues. All the folks who have signed up, if you have not signed up yet, then please do so. If you would like to sign up, obviously, please do so. This coming Wednesday is uh, Games Day. I got it switched around between the second and third Wednesday, so it's Games Day this coming Wednesday. Mr. Hilmers, are we still having, this coming Saturday is the second Saturday. We talked about having the men's Bible study on the second Saturday this month. Would you uh, like to have the, is the men's breakfast and Bible study still planned for the second Saturday of June? Still planned for the second week. Okay, this coming Saturday at 8 a.m. is the men's Bible study. We are still studying and trying to experience more and more in ourselves spirituality. Any other announcements? Any announcements from anybody regarding anything that you'd like to share? Okay, then. We are... Yes. How old is... 1,981 years ago was the first Pentecost. Okay. 50 days after Easter is when it started. I did some subtraction. <laughs> okay, uh, let's um, spend a few moments contemplating our relationship with God in our own way. At this time, uh, we have young people to come forward. All right, come on up. I thank you. Anybody else? All right. Dick, you're a young people. You want to come forward? Here comes Janet and Roger. Good to see you. Okay. I have some air here. This is air. Now, who would have thought that someone would sell air. That's a little bit weird, isn't it? I mean, here's air, here's air. Well, here we go. Good morning to you. Who ever thought that we would sell air? Put air in a can and sell it. Air. Do you see the air? I'm just kidding. I would just want to see you blink your eyes. Why? Yep. We need it for tight spaces to clean out. You ever seen that happen? Like in com computer keyboards? Yeah, exactly. Get all, all the crumbs, you know, from the Pop-Tart that you ate while you were on the computer and all those things, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, that was me. Oh, okay. Now, today is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday is the time. Have you heard the two words, Holy Spirit? That's God's spirit, God's soul, coming to us. And it came to the people 1,981 years ago. Came to the people in a little gathering of people. And spirit means pneuma in a Greek word. It's called pneuma. And pneuma means air. Rushing air. The Holy Spirit came through the windows of that church and the windows of that people and sat with all the people. You couldn't see it, but you could feel it. You can't see air, but you can feel air, right? You can feel it, 
but you can't see it. You can't see the Holy Spirit in this crowd today with all these wonderful, beautiful people who are here. But you can feel it. You can't see it. But the Spirit is here. In just a little bit, we're going to sing and we're going to feel the Spirit sing. Thank you very much. Remember, feel the Spirit. You may return from whence you came. Very good. Thank you. Be good, beautiful kids. You're all right. We're using the uh, Lutheran Book of Worship today, the dark green hymnal. And our first hymn is number uh, 475. I'd like you to please stand. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whose Spirit we have been reborn to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Rejoicing in Christ's victory over over sin and death, let us come before God who calls us to repentance. Please sit or kneel for the confession. God of life, By the resurrection of your Son, you make everything new. Newness scares us, and we confess the shutting our doors in fear. We have not listened to voices that challenge us. We have resisted the Holy Spirit, moving us in new directions. Our hearts are slow to believe your promises. Forgive us, O God and renew us to embrace without fear the new life you have given us in Jesus Christ, 
Amen. People of God, Christ is alive and death has lost its power. And through the waters of baptism you have been born anew by the living word of God. Know that your sins are forgiven in Jesus' name and that the spirit of the risen Christ is alive in you both now and forever. Amen. Please stand. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory are His. This is the feast of victory for our God. together the prayer of the day bottom of page four. Oh God on this day you open the hearts of your faithful people by sending us your Holy Spirit 
Direct us by the light of that Spirit, that we may have a right judgment in all things, and rejoice at all times in your peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the readings. And we thank Mrs. Work for reading the lesson. I've never said Mrs. Work before. Thank you, Robin. Good morning. The first lesson this morning is taken from the second book of Acts, beginning at the first verse. When the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Alamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here ends the first panel found on page five of your bulletin. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, vast and spacious teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and Leviathan, which you follow to follow. All creatures look to you, 
to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord, my soul. The second lesson is taken from the 12th chapter of the first book of Corinthians, beginning at the third verse. It's not printed on y'all's bulletin, so you're just going to have to take my word. I'm reading it. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophesy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Please rise for the gospel. of eternal life. The Holy Gospel for this day is written, the Gospel according to St. John in the 20th chapter. Today, on this day of Pentecost, here's how it reads. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews... Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. 
When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. be seated. Again, I'd like to welcome everyone here today. Thank you for being here. Let's enjoy one another's company. It's absolutely fantastic. Great time. Great time together. Today we'll take a look primarily at the uh, first lesson and we will read. Let me see. What shall we read? Let's look at Acts 2 verse 17. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Grace and peace be to you from God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And may the Holy Spirit guide us to continue to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. Amen. Amen. Picture this, if you will, and we have been picturing this for as many years as we have lived and listened to the scriptures. The disciples are gathered for worship as was their custom Some weeks after Easter, they brought with them some bread, and some brought enough wine, and some brought probably a few olives. It's kind of the great delicacy of that area. And some brought um, um, probably pieces of broiled fish, and they're ready to eat, and they're ready to worship and share their food with one another. They arrived at this special uh, location, and they greet one another with a kiss of peace, and they begin their simple, intimate worship service. One of them reads from Hebrew scriptures, and the other offers a meditation, and all of them share in a communal meal. But all of a sudden now, a violent wind bursts into the room through the windows, the flames descend upon the heads of disciples to try to communicate to one another what is happening, 
only to discover that they are speaking in a different language, all of them. The commotion in the house where the disciples was gathered so, was so loud that the people outside heard it and they gather to see what is happening and many, of course, are amazed, which, of course, would put it mildly. What does it mean, some wonder? Well, others approach the scene with a healthy dose of skepticism and say, oh, there they go again. They're filled with new wine. They are drunk, in other words. And just then, Peter jumps up and sounds a little paranoid to me, but that's all right. That's in Scripture. He jumps up and he says something to the effect, we're not drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. What has happened to us isn't because we're full of wine. It's because we're full of the Spirit. Peter continues and he quotes uh, scripture primarily from the God prophet Joel foretelling of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon all flesh. So in all these 1,981 years and all these years who, uh, that have passed since the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on that first day, that day of Pentecost, Christians have associated this time together as the beginning of of Christianity as its own distinct religion. The experience of God is what we commemorate and remember today. The experience of God doing a profoundly amazing brand new thing. So throughout these almost two centuries, this day has been the celebration of a new thing. A celebration of something that happened a long, long time ago. And after all, we've come here today to read that scripture and to read about what happened, an ancient event. And aside from a few uh, liturgical trappings, our worship surely doesn't feel all that different, especially the first half of our worship and most mainline denomination fo denominations follow the, um, the, the Hebrew, the, um, the, the, the Jewish form of worship at the beginning before we get to obviously hearing the words of the gospel. So it's not that much different. But Kent Pentecost comes around, it's just another nice, neat conclusion for so many people. It's a story that began so many years ago. Or it's just a nice little liturgical celebration of something that happened a long time ago, and we lose our ability to speak of how special it is in the here and now. So if we're not careful, it's quite possible, and even, you know, for me, in the 39 years that I have um, uh, been a minister talking about this all these years, if we're not careful, we could lose the power of this great moment, which is one of the main reasons we try to come together as Episcopalians and Lutherans. We don't want to lose that power. And so we come together as two denominations in the same Christian religion. So the power, my friends, cannot and shall not be lost. We can imagine uh, bulletins are distributed, uh, smiles on people's faces as they meet at the front door, a caring smile, a baptismal font is there in case anyone wants to be um, baptized or have their baptismal vows uh, renewed. Acolytes make their way up the aisle. But the sudden burst of wind 
as it comes through and flames land on people's heads as everyone's gathered for worship you wonder about what that was like and ever since I was a kid you know I had this image of these little flames on people's heads and uh, it astounds me so here we are faithful people attempting to put this kind of experience into words and I'm absolutely certain that those years ago they were trying to put it into words as well but then everyone's speaking a different language unlike us so of course there are a couple of things that we can be sure of as we look at today if that kind of thing happened here today all of us would make the six o'clock news we'd make sure we're sitting in front of our TV sets at six o'clock when I watch what happened and second thing that would happen I'm sure there would be a group of people having a lengthy conversation with two bishops but that thing doesn't happen anymore does it this kind of thing that we read in the 50 days after that first Easter and the first uh, uh, birthday of the church these kinds of things don't happen anymore am I right they just don't happen we just don't get excited about this like they did then or maybe the two and three and four and ten and twenty years of the anniversary of that day maybe it happened then but it doesn't happen anymore does it or does it what is still happening is that just as the people 1981 years ago were still crying out for salvation as they are crying out for salvation 1981 years later everywhere we look people are crying out for the Holy Spirit to descend on them and crying out for their salvation everywhere we look there are people in prison crying physically mentally emotionally institutionalized crying for salvation behind walls of depression deep behind walls of loneliness behind the horrible wall of addiction shackled with burdens that they cannot overcome on their own trying to live an identity which is distinctly theirs to live an identity which is theirs because they are truly in capital letters beloved children of God the cry for salvation is not a simple problem with a simple solution it's a deep from the gut guttural groaning for deliverance it's a cry that an easy formula of say these six words and you will have it made for the rest of your life cannot hush it's a cry that a date on a calendar or a memorial of something that happened a long time ago, a long time ago cannot be soothed it's a cry that Christians who are content to let somebody else do the hard work and the dirty work cannot pacify it's a cry that can only be answered by the outpouring the fresh and daily 
outpouring of the Holy Spirit where we experience a Pentecost in our lives over and over and over again. But that's impossible, right? No. Rushing winds, howling storms, spontaneously learning to speak different languages, the whole bit, that just doesn't happen anymore? Well, I bet it does. But you know, maybe that particular thing and those circumstances don't happen anymore. At least we haven't seen them happen. But that really isn't the question here today. The question is the Holy Spirit descending on people who cry and people who want to celebrate and people who want to be the kind of people that God created them to be. That's not the question. The question is, Pentecost dares us to ask other questions. Could it happen? Could it happen again? Oh yeah. Could a fresh outpouring of the Spirit happen again? Yes. Well, chances are that if we sit and wait for the Holy Spirit and say well, it probably won't happen again, waiting for the Holy Spirit to send fire and to send wind and all the trappings that we associate with the first Pentecost, we're probably going to be right. We're going to be disappointed. But if we allow ourselves, if we allow ourselves to open up these hearts and leave them open, not just when we get a little excited once in a while, but leave them open in the high times as well as our low and depressing times and our difficult times and in our angry times, in other words, at all times. And if we allow our arms to symbolize the openness of our hearts, then we might just find out what an outpouring of the Holy Spirit looks like. We might be surprised at what we find. And I think if we took some time to talk to every single person who is in this place today, you can tell one another that moment or those moments where you felt the outpouring of the Spirit in your life. And if we just keep those hearts open, we can feel more and more of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Maybe a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit causes us to approach a long-severed relationship with a loved one that we have missed for a long time. And maybe a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit will nudge us to commit a ministry either inside these walls or outside in that neighborhood. Or maybe the outpouring, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit could draw us deeper and stronger into all our relationships with one another and to our relationship with God. The day of Pentecost calls us to keep watch. That's what it's about. To always be open to the possibility. To imagine what a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit would look like in our own lives. Of course, if we sit back and wait for the same old thing to happen, I'm afraid we're going to get what we ask for. But if we allow ourselves to imagine something new and something fresh and something pure and something holy, then we will be faithfully surprised and then anything is possible. So God promises not that the Holy Spirit 
was poured out a long time ago, not that the Holy Spirit might be poured out just a little bit here and there to just the chosen few, but the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all flesh, and that every single person who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Keep the hearts open. Keep your arms open. Keep your minds open. And feel the outpouring of the Spirit. It could happen. Happy birthday, church. And now may the peace of God, which sometimes eludes our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds with a kind of faith that only Jesus can give, moving us from anxiety to rest. Keep the faith, but don't keep it to yourself. Amen. Amen. Now, we're going to sing again, I do believe. Yes, you may remain seated.
Very good. You may please stand. At the top of page six, let us reaffirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, not Spirit became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Made alive in Christ and filled with his spirit, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of God's creation. Your spirit gathers the church. With your grace, enliven bishops, pastors, teachers, and artists, that they may proclaim the gospel of peace in their own language. Hear us, O God. Your spirit animates the creation. By your power, renew the earth. Fill us with wonder for your handiwork, that we may be partners with you in restoring land, skies, and seas. Hear us, O God. Your spirit enlightens the nations, and by your wisdom, direct governments, international organizations, that your peace free those held captive by misunderstanding and violence. Hear us, O God. Your spirit revives body and soul. In your mercy, soothe the afflicted. Uplift the sorrowful, comfort the grieving, and heal the sick. Hear our silent and verbal prayers. There is so little, O oh God, which is better than the experience that we have today because of you and your outpouring of the Spirit. And all we can continue to say is thank you for each other. Hear us, O oh God. Your spirit energizes this faith community. Spur on young and old alike and use their 
creative talents for building up the body of Christ. Hear us, O God. Your Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Baptized in his name, help us trust the Spirit's power now and in the life to come with all the saints. Hear us, O God. Receive our prayers, merciful God, and dwell in us richly through Jesus Christ, our life and our Redeemer. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share that peace with one another. At this time, we will gratefully receive your offering.
Let us pray together toward the middle of page 7. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. And he has raised us to new life in Christ. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who rose beyond the bounds of death, and on this day as he had promised, poured out your spirit of life, and power upon the chosen disciples. And at this the whole world and the earth exalts in boundless joy. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, Holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you, for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this. For the remembrance of me. Let's join hands as we pray our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The disciples knew the Lord Jesus in the breaking of bread. Come to this table where you are known and loved. You may be seated. 
and the ushers will assist you.
good? I'm glad. Very good. The body and blood of our Lord. That's right. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in His grace. Amen, darling. Please stand. We have tasted and we have seen that the Lord is good. God, by your spirit we are born anew, and you nourish us like newborns with this holy food, by which we grow into salvation. Give us grace to live as your risen daughters and sons, shining in the world with your marvelous light, until you gather all creation to the heavenly table, where Christ reigns in glory forever. Amen. The congregation, please be seated. And you are up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll be real quick because I know that food smells really good. Um, I just wanted to give a testimony that is very relevant to the sermon. I was volunteered to participate in a ministry this last Friday and Saturday. And I, I was asked to go. I didn't step forth and it was really hard because I had to leave town and leave my mom which anyway um, I was very conflicted about it I didn't want to go and the last two times I participated in this ministry did not go like I thought should and so I felt ill-equipped and I felt uncomfortable and my husband prayed for me and the Lord gave me a vision of the little boy who put his thumb in the dike remember and held back the flood and he wasn't somebody great and powerful. He just showed up, and he did what he was supposed to do. He knew what he was supposed to do, and he did it. And he had great results. Well, I showed up, and the Holy Spirit just drenched us. I mean, it was unbelievable. I was sitting in the throne room of God in the midst of this ministry. So I just wanted to say, <laughs> when you don't feel like you're the right person, and you show up, the Lord still will drench you. <laughs> and thank you so much. Like good Lutherans and Episcopalians, stand up again. The God of grace, who has called you to eternal glory in Christ, restore, support, strengthen, and bless you by the power of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Good news. Yes. 